Welcome back, everybody, to another week of the Luke Beasley Show. I hope you're doing absolutely wonderful. So much to discuss today. I will warn you that it is a lot from CPAC. So brace yourself. The Conservative Political Action Conference that took place uh, last Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and lots of bonker stuff to look at from that. Um, but with that being said, let's dive into today's show. The Conservative Political Action Conference took place over uh last end of last week and the weekend and we have a lot to look at from it and we'll do whole segments of course on certain speeches trumps and um some others but first i just want to walk through kind of i guess what you could call miscellaneous and just to give you a sense of how disastrous this whole event was and this is supposed to be the conservative event the uh showing off of what the conservative movement has and what is made up of and if that indeed is what is being shown here it does not reflect well on the conservative uh movement but starting off with just kind of the dead energy in the room you could obviously tell this didn't have the excitement energy uh significance of past conservative political actions uh, action conferences Maybe in part because the organizer, Matt Schlapp, has been accused of groping a uh, male staffer during the Herschel Walker campaign. Pretty serious stuff uh, there. But here's Kimberly Guilfoyle, who was very pumped up during her speech, but the audience didn't seem to match the energy. All of us in this room have one message to Joe Biden. It is time to put America first. To put common sense. It's time to put America first. Yeah. And then another clip here uh, from Kimberly Guilfoyle. Again, just not the energy you would expect. For Donald Trump, it was a time for success, a vision for a better future, a whole lot of hope, and a whole heck of a lot of winning. Are you tired of winning? No, we want Trump back. Let's be honest. But the Democrats, big tech, and the media would rather see hard. <laughs> yikes um then here <laughs> just gosh this decision and i'm going to say it slow hmm. if it's allowed to stand would mean that government regulators can use their nearly infinite powers to silence and destroy any organization in pursuit of their own personal political agenda. This is one of the... <laughs> oh, no. Boo. <laughs> one person in the crowd booing. And obviously, all the speeches were not like that. Some of them a little bit more exciting, but that kind of gives you a sense of during the less popular uh, speakers, there definitely was a lack of energy. Um, just one more example. Nikki Haley, who we've talked about being just so inspiring, so inspiring, also not getting quite the response I bet she was expecting. Didn't seem to like that too much. He claimed, I'm not in my prime, in which I responded, hold my beer. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Uh, then moving on to just a point that Nikki Haley made that I wanted to respond to. We've lost the popular vote in the last seven out of eight presidential elections. Our cause is right. 
but we have failed to win the confidence of a majority of Americans. So it's a big part of her message that they've lost seven out of the last eight presidential elections in the popular vote. Obviously, because of the Electoral College, we've had more Republican presidential wins than that. Um, but indeed, they have lost seven out of the last eight popular vote presidential or um, lost the popular vote in the last seven out of eight presidential elections. And she is trying to pose herself, portray herself as the option that could bring back a winning streak, win over the American people generally. But her message is the exact message, the exact type of message that lost the American people. It's so free of policy. It's all about being reactionary to this mythical, uh, you know, imaginary creature they've created of this woke left that is controlling the Democratic Party. And she doesn't have anything fresh that would have a chance of actually bringing a lot of the American voters who weren't previously on board with the GOP onto their side. Then we get to Mike Pompeo, who seems to be referencing Trump here, but of course tries to frame it as a critique of the left. Don't hand that government more power under the guise of conservatism. We shouldn't look for larger than life personalities, but rather we should find power in the rooms like this one, people all across the country. And I'm confident we're going to get that. A renewed dedication to accountability, personal responsibility and results. This is the thing that has made the conservative movement in our party successful for decades. We can't become the left following celebrity leaders with their own brand of identity politics. Those with fragile egos who refuse to acknowledge reality. This is a tough world, both abroad and here. And we, need, we can't shift blame to others, but must accept the responsibility that comes to those of us who step forward and lead. There's no... Mm, just passionate crowd there. So he's saying, quote, we can't become the left, follow celebrity leaders with their own brand of identity politics, those with fragile egos who refuse to acknowledge reality. Now, that's perfectly describing uh, Trump, but he didn't name drop Trump there specifically. But what's hilarious is the left, even though there's this vibe that, you know, celebrities are on the left, which is true generally, most celebrities in Hollywood would be more progressive. But because of that, I guess he's trying to say it's the left that is supporting celebrity politicians over actual policies, actual substance. But that is not accurate at all. I mean, look at the Democratic primary field. So many individuals that are only popular for the most part because of the policies they were putting forward and not because they were a celebrity or had all the charisma in the world. Whereas the right as of now, conservatives as of now are just lining up behind Trump because of this cult of personality that has developed around him, not based on actual policies that they believe in, unfortunately. And here's Trump getting asked about this statement Pompeo made and asking if it was about him. Was he talking about you? Do you have a response? No, I don't think he was talking about me. I don't consider myself a celebrity leader. I consider myself a leader of the country, and but I don't consider myself a celebrity leader. I didn't do this for celebrity. Okay, so he doesn't believe P Pompeo was talking about him, even though it perfectly describes him. And I do think Pompeo was trying to, for the purposes of getting the audience in front of him on board, framing it as a critique sort of of the left, let's not become the left, but obviously referencing the celebrity a cult personality leader that is now driving the GOP, which is, of course, Donald Trump. Then you have Lauren Boebert talking not 
about the Trump family. She's talking about Biden with this moment. We no longer need a resident in the White House. We need a president who puts America first and not his business dealings with corrupt foreign countries. I think the man that we need to put back in the White House will be here center stage tonight. So it is the Biden uh, White House that represents conflicts of interest with foreign entities based on business dealings um, and all of that. Okay, sure. Obviously, the Trump family involved in so much in terms of foreign dealing, so much because of their business ties in other countries and uh, Jared Kushner's business dealings with Saudi Arabia, Trump, his golf tournament, Saudi Arabia's investment in that. Things that if the Biden family uh, did would drive the right mad. It would be the most obsessed and investigated thing you could possibly imagine. And then we get to Donald Trump Jr. as energetic as ever, uh, doing a little bit of a giveaway. Uh, check under your seats. If there happens to be a gold chocolate bar underneath there, that's a VIP. Oh, I'm not joking. That's a VIP ticket to my father's reception tomorrow at CPAC. Uh, check on. And that clip didn't quite exemplify the energy I was uh, talking about. So here's this as well. Folks, raise your hand if you don't have a phone. keep my phone away because I know like I'm on every FBI list imaginable so I just gotta keep it away because like they're gonna drone me one day like it, it, they're gonna drone you one day oh my goodness sir you're living in a fantasy world and then another congressman who seemed to have had a little bit too much caffeine before CPAC I'll, I'll be real quick and turn it over to Dr. Malone. I just want to say, like, the, you know, the, the web of misinformation and the deceit that... This is Ronnie Jackson, by the way. ...they've been sowing for a long time. It's, it's unraveling right now before our eyes. I do agree with you that one of the people that are... Or one of the entities that's probably going to get us out of this in the long run is going to be the press because they're going to turn on these people whenever it's obvious that they've been lying. And, and we're going to make sure that, you know, that we make that obvious. But you'll see as, as whistleblowers come out uh, and as uh, we start having hearings and stuff, we're going to see that, you know, that, that, that they did lie to us. They did... Spread, they spread misinformation. Uh, the left did. The White House did. And, and that, that's going to become obvious. And then the press is going to slowly start reporting some of that. Uh, your friends and neighbors who, uh, who ha have uh, not been like-minded with you are going to start seeing things your way, I think. The main thing is get out. Get the vote out. we got to get the house. we got to get the Senate. we got to keep the House. Just keep giving us momentum and we'll make That clip seemed sped up. Um, interesting. And then we get to Matt Gates just calling for and again this comes from the side that said it was the left who wanted to defund the police calling for so many different agencies and entities to be abolished we, we either get this government back on our side or we defund and get rid of abolish the fbi cdc atf doj every last one of them if they do not come to heal why are we cheering for that i'm confused i thought they were pro-law enforcement. You're just going to abolish the FBI completely and the DOJ and everything else. Um, I love reforming 
organizations, law enforcement organizations. I love pushing for systemic change on that front, but the solution just being abolish them all is a little strange, a little against what I see as an ideal solution or a realistic solution. Then uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville making a strange point considering the reality of education in many red states. We don't teach reading, writing, and arithmetic anymore. Uh, you know, half the kids in this country, when they graduate, think about this, half the kids in this country, when they graduate, can't read their diploma. Now, if you can't read, and if you can't read in the United States, you're not taught to read, you can imagine what other countries are doing. Yeah, and it, uh, So, it is the GOP who so often stands against investment, proper investment in uh, public education, making sure kids have the tools necessary, the academic tools, intellectual tools necessary to be successful as an adult after getting out of K through 12 and also higher education, but main thing I'm talking about here, K through 12 education. Um, and then turning around as if that's a problem with the left as he was criticizing is strange to me. Then former president of Brazil, Bolsonaro appeared at the event. Nesse momento, eu agradeço a Deus pela minha segunda vida. In this moment, I thank God for my second life. E também a ele pela missão de ser presidente da República por um mandato. So, I mean, not really interested in his speech, but he is a dangerous right-wing now former president who has pushed similar lies about elections in Brazil, as we saw in the United States, and is now aligning with the American right wing in a pretty concerning way. I know this segment's going along, but just so much to talk about from this, and I want to smush some of this into just one segment, kind of get all, all these looked at, and then we'll spend more time on some other stuff later in today's show. Um, and then Scott Perry seeming to threaten Democrats in a concerning manner. Our personal sovereignty is what this nation was built on, and it's the foundation. It is under assault by every single facet of the government. And as Ralph has said, we are going to create a firestorm. Look, if it's up to me, there's going to be a firestorm. These leftists, these uh, Marxists that, that, that have prevailed upon the American people and used the awesome power of the federal government to cow us into, into fear in our homes, They've got to be put on notice. They've got to be quaking in fear. They've got to be worried. They've got to be losing weight because they're not eating, because they're worried that they're going to end up going to jail for using the awesome power of the federal government. And if our person... Need to be terrified, he says, uh, based on lies about uh, the reality of what the left, what Democrats are actually doing all these conspiracy theories about them using the federal government to go after conservatives and they don't actually provide evidence for those claims. Another example here of someone doing certain things, in this case, let's see, Mike Lindell setting up an election crime bureau based off false claims about our elections. Take a look, the MyPillow guy. At the, at the RNC, because I'm going to do a call out to them. If you all know that Rhonda McDaniel said that she'd look forward to working with Mike Lindell, you know, well, what do you think? If you're working with me, what do you think you're going to work on? It's pretty obvious. Well, we've, we're, I'm announcing the, putting everything under one roof in this country. Everything that all people across this country have been doing different groups. We've been trying to keep it all organized, but now we have the Election Crime Bureau. 
Facebook.com. You can all check it out. I'm making the announcement here. And you can all use your help. Get there. But I want, I'm asking that the RNC endorse this. I don't need, to, I don't need any help from... Okay. <laughs> so... He's one of the rare individuals that I think genuinely believes a lot of the stuff he's saying. Now, when I say rare individuals, tons of the voters actually believe. A lot of the leaders who are per perpetuating these lies don't. He, I think, actually does. When I look into his eyes while he spreads these uh, lies, it seems he's actually bought into them, unfortunately. But there it is, quite bonkers event. I think less successful uh, than they were probably hoping. Again, likely because of Matt Schlapp's uh allegations against him of groping and also very very clear that at least the audience and the crowd that showed up for cpac here is very pro-trump we'll talk about more why that is with the straw poll they did and we'll talk about how the vice presidential favorite within the cpac audience was carrie lake Ugh. i want to talk about carrie lake's speech at the Conservative Political Action Conference. And during this speech, she told the audience a stunning, mind-boggling secret about something that had happened to her. And um, this is a bombshell. Let me, let me just warn you, this is a bombshell what you're about to see. Obviously, uh, you be the judge if it actually is or not to me this week before I left for CPAC and it shows how desperate these people are to stop me and to silence you. I decided to share this. It's a little bit controversial, but I'm going to put this out. Somebody showed up at my door this week. They called me before and said, I got to talk to you in person. This can't be done over the phone, which is always kind of like, uh-oh, what's that going to be about? They came to my door and they tried to bribe me out of getting out of politics. It's really happened. I'm telling you this because this is how disgusting politics is. A mom who runs for office and they're afraid of me, they tried to bribe me with a job title. Can I just say, that whole talking point, they're just afraid of me because I'm so brave. I'm just a mom who's getting into politics. It's not so much that we're afraid of you, but the lies that you tell and the way that those lies affect people, motivate people to do terrible things and to believe terrible things that then break down our democratic process. That's what we're, I guess you can use the word, afraid of. With a huge salary, a position on a board. This is how they do it. And I said, are you kidding me? I walked away from a big job and a big salary. I'm not motivated by that stuff, guys. Mm. So not. I'm not motivated by a big salary. I'm motivated by you uh, trying to get into one of the most significant positions of power in the country. So this person standing before me was sent at the request of some powerful people back east. Mm. They want me. Yeah. So setting aside the fact that I don't believe her <laughs> and she very well could be making that up. If she's telling the truth that that even happened, there's not even that big of a story there. It sounds like someone came there and offered her a well-paid, uh, well-paying job. Okay. A big conspiracy theory, guys. Um, oh my goodness. Can you even believe it? Then another clip from this speech. Take a look. So I just want you to know as we leave here, they, they may act and they're gaslighting us and they may act like they're in control. We the people are in control. We are in control. And I have, I have complete faith 
and I have complete confidence that this country can and will get things back on track. 100%. Because America First is not over yet. The world is just about to see what great things can happen when we invest in America, when we rebuild America, when we educate America, and when we finally come together as Americans proudly. We can do great things. So at the beginning, she said, the people are still in control. And I actually agree with her. The people decided to reject her candidacy because they were in control. The people decided to reject Trump's 2020 candidacy because they were in control. It seems that you indeed are correct. The people are in control and they keep rejecting your ideology because they recognize it to be dishonest and dangerous. Then saying this. They were printing the wrong ballots, the machines weren't working, they were being spit out, and the Republicans in Arizona were disenfranchised. 75% of them voting that day were Republicans. She's, she's lying, as we've walked through in the past. The one kernel of truth this whole story has blossomed out of, uh, of course, was the tabulation machines had issues, so then people voted, put their ballot in a secure box. Then once they got the tabulation machines back up and running, they were able to count the ballots. People weren't disenfranchised, but she tells an alternate story. They did this intentionally. And they thought, can you imagine this? They thought that we would roll over and go quietly into the night. No. no. You, she just said it. She said, no. Hell no. They messed with the, they messed with the wrong mama bear. They messed with the wrong mama bear, and this mama bear is going to tear them to shreds. Hmm. Yikes. Then, uh, as unfortunate as this is, you'll never guess who was the most uh, supported option for a possible 2024 VP candidate at CPAC. Who would you like to see as the next vice presidential candidate? I apologize for being small. I can't see But we it. have to put this together really quickly. <laughs> Carrie Lake at 20%, Ron DeSantis at 14%, Nikki Haley at 10%. Okay, so Carrie Lake at the very top by a pretty significant margin there um, as far as who the CPAC audience wants to see as likely Trump's VP. It does seem, especially based on this audience and recent polling, that Trump is still very much the favorite and likely will be the Republican nom nominee. And it could be the situation where we have Trump as the presidential uh, individual, the presidential candidate on the Republican ticket, and then Kerry Lake as the vice presidential candidate on the Republican ticket. That is how far America has come. Well, <laughs> that sounds almost like I'm saying it's progress. That's how far we've fallen, I should say, more accurately. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps so much to um, show the YouTube algorithm you're loving what you're watching, hopefully. If you don't love what you're watching, stop watching it. But if you love it, subscribe uh, to the channel. Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke at the Conservative Political Action Conference, and I just can't even, we've done so many Marjorie Greene stories over the last week or so that I can't handle going through a long segment where we look at her entire uh, speech, multiple segments from it. So instead, we'll just look at one subject she addressed in such a dishonest way, so deeply dishonest. And we looked at one of these clips during a past segment about the lie from 
many members of the right wing that President Zelensky said something that he didn't say. And you'll hear her reference that lie. I'll once again explain what was distorted here and the lie that's being told about what Zelensky said. But here is Marjorie Greene. And I'll tell you why. The left has told us something that should put fear in the heart of every parent, and not just parents, every single person. They've said they're coming for our children. Now, I don't know about you, but when it comes to kids, I think the Republican Party has a duty. We have a responsibility, and that is to be the party that protects children. Is this the same party that stands against action on gun control that would prevent uh, the amount of deaths we see for children in America, causing it to be the leading cause of death for children in America, but individuals like Marjorie Greene stand against gun control legislation that would actually help to protect children in America? Okay. Now, whether it's like Zelensky saying he wants our sons and daughters to go die in Ukraine. Yeah, so he did not say that as we went over in a whole segment dedicated to this lie. What he actually was saying is the reason the United States should support with the military aid, lethal aid, not sending troops, but the aid we've been sending, financial aid, uh, to Ukraine is because if Ukraine were to lose, were to uh, have Russia be successful in their endeavor and their disgusting endeavor, then it would be more likely that Russia would continue to aggress beyond Ukraine, would continue to violate the sovereignty of other countries possibly. And if Russia were to um, uh, violate the sovereignty of a NATO state, then the United States would have to get involved in one of those states, not Ukraine. He's not saying United States, you know, American soldiers need to come die in Ukraine. He's saying if we're, uh, if we lose here, if Ukraine can't stand against Russia in this situation, it will become more likely that Russia would then go on to violate the sovereignty possibly of a NATO state causing American soldiers to have to get involved because of Article 5 um, and the whole purpose of NATO. So that's what he was saying. They completely lied about what he said and clipped out this one little moment where it sounded like he was saying something different. And it truly was one of the most dishonest things I've seen in a very long time in American politics, which is saying a lot. Then here's more of her... Uh, talking about Zelensky and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And while I'm still committed to saying no money to Ukraine and that country needs to find peace, not war. We'll watch more of this clip, but that country needs to find peace, not war. Hey, how about you bring up the the um, entity, the government, and then the leader of that government, Putin, who's causing this war to go on, causing peace not to be achieved here? And that's never a subject of these comments from individuals like Marjorie Greene. It's always Ukraine and the United States need to find peace. How about Russia finds peace? How about Russia stops invading? If the United States were to stop supporting Ukraine, then it becomes more likely Russia is able to be successful in this attack, in this invasion. And that would not be achieving peace. This would cause it to be more likely that Russia continues and 
a horrible precedent is set where the world moving forward is even more unstable because Russia and other authoritarian, uh, authoritarian governments have the ambition and know that the precedent has been set that they would be able to be successful in violating the sovereignty of another country and um, trying to occupy another uh, country's territory for the purposes of expanding an empire. That is not a precedent we want to set. That would not cause the world to be more stable. And Marjorie Greene is advocating for a policy that would make it more likely for this war to get even more bloody and even more disastrous uh, and make the world, like I said, more unstable. So disgusting. Cameron directly tells Zelensky, you better leave your hands off of our sons and daughters because they're not dying over there. He's not at all pushing for that. Sorry, I know I'm pausing a lot, but as I said during the past segment on this, Ukrainian soldiers are dying. Ukrainian citizens are dying to prevent Russia from being able to aggress any further. Now, protecting their own country, of course, but what they're doing with their actions is actually making it less likely that a situation would happen where Russia violates the sovereignty of a NATO state and causes American soldiers to have to get involved because of the bravery, courage, and sacrifice coming from the Ukrainian people. I will also inform the lion that looks to devour, and they are, that lion is looking to devour our children that our God is bigger. And our God, our God is the God that created us, man and woman, in his image he created us. And our God is the God that created our children. And because of him, we will get this bill passed and the Republican Party will be the party that protects children from such an evil that I cannot believe it exists in this time. Once again, I say, I agree we should protect children. And when looking at how we need to protect children, the first thing that comes to mind is what is the leading thing killing children? That's pretty significant, right? When it comes to protecting children, firearm related deaths. So how about we start addressing that Marjorie Taylor Greene? But she won't. It's just a political talking point and quite the dishonest political talking point. And it is individuals like Marjorie Taylor Greene who are actually standing in the way of so many actions that would help protect children and standing in the way of the United States doing what it should be doing. Now she's not successful in standing in the way of this, but um, at right now, but she would if she had it her way, the United States doing what it should be doing, which is support Ukraine for the purpose of protecting Ukrainian citizens, their country, um, and also setting a precedent moving forward so that Russia or other countries don't think it will work for them to do what Russia is doing now. Donald Trump also spoke at the Conservative Political Action Conference, and it was unhinged as ever, as you'll see uh, as we walk through these clips. But we'll start off with one theme we actually saw in multiple speeches throughout this event. Um, Anti-Fox News rhetoric was kind of what was more present here than you would expect, because Fox News is still just a bunch of propaganda for many of these same individuals. but. Uh, I think part of this is they're not completely fully on board, even though they're still on board, but not as on board with Trump as they used to be. And they also are giving a lot of positive publicity to DeSantis, um, for example, that could be part of this. And then also, I think the Dominion lawsuit is making individuals such as Trump and his supporters angry in a backwards way, though, because the Dominion lawsuit is revealing 
the Fox News hosts don't believe the things they're saying on air about the election being stolen. And Rupert Murdoch, the chair of Fox Corporation, recognizes that Trump is indeed lying. And many of the Fox hosts are indeed lying. And so that's making Trump and others mad at Fox News for holding the belief that the election wasn't stolen. Does that make sense? Rather than recognizing the reason they shouldn't like Fox News is because, yes, they're lying on the behalf of the right wing, but they shouldn't be lying in the first place, which is the bad part, which is why you should be mad at Fox News. But they're kind of mad for the opposite reason. So here's a little bit of that. Work out not too good. And we actually, and I have to say this, I hope Fox doesn't turn off, but we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016. If by did better, he means got more votes, true, but he got less votes than Biden, which is how elections work and the Electoral College also, he got less than Biden. So it doesn't really matter that you beat your own personal record if the person you're running against is able to defeat you, then another batch of lies about the election. The disinformation, people say they are great at disinformation. The one we want to run against is Trump. Do you ever hear that? Oh, we want to run against Trump. Even though I'm leading every one of these guys, and even though I won the second election, okay, I won it by a lot. You know, when they say, when they say Biden won, the smart, the smart people know that, didn't they? But right now, hmm. seem to be redefining the word smart. If he's saying the smart people know <laughs> that reality isn't reality, I guess. Um, and saying, you know, those people who say the stupid phrase of, quote, Biden won, <laughs> just recognizing what actually happened. OK, then pretty vile moment here. Oh, amazing. <laughs> what the hell did you get me into? grand jury those words grand jury i didn't know that they want to lynch you for doing nothing wrong i didn't know they want to lynch you for doing a great job i didn't know they want to put you away because your poll numbers are better than anybody they've seen in years so comparing his experience to being lynched i guess they're also admitting he didn't know what grand jury meant and subpoena is that what he was saying huh then uh to lighten up the mood a little bit after that clip here's him uh messing up when saying united states crazy the racist manhattan district attorney alvin bragg who is presiding over one of the most dangerous and violent cities in the united states you have to see this the united states <laughs> watch that one part again and y'all know, we only watch this, like I said, to lighten the mood, not because I'm huge on thinking it's a sign of a lack of intelligence to mess up on your words, because as someone who talks for a very long time every single day on the show, I recognize it can be quite embarrassing sometimes when you slip up on the words, um, and that's a bummer, but it's always funny seeing how Trump reacts to his own little mess ups. Here, you'll notice he immediately, immediately looks at the crowd. United States, and then looks right at the crowd. Dangerous and violent cities in the United States. You have to see this, United States. <laughs> Look right at the crowd. I messed that up, didn't I? That didn't sound right. Which, again, I honestly, as far as parts of Trump's speeches, 
those are the parts where he seems the most human because I actually relate to kind of the moment where you don't even know exactly what you did wrong with what you said, but you know it felt kind of incorrect coming out your mouth. Then we get to him saying he is the audience's retribution. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. So I do think if Trump won the 2024 election, which hopefully will not happen, but if he did, I do think his presidency will be one of retribution. He's going to try to uh, get back at all of the people he thinks wronged him and carry out a pretty disturbing agenda based on just a bunch of grudges he has, um, which would be terrible. Then next moment here. Thank you. At the top of my list, we'll be stopping the slide into costly and never-ending wars. We've got to stop it. Can't keep spending hundreds of billions of dollars protecting people that don't even like us. Now, you know, in business, if you did that, what you do is you put up the money and then you say, but listen, we own half your country in case you win. You know, you take a piece. So I assume since he's using such a big figure, hundreds of billions of dollars, he's referencing Ukraine. And the proposal, I guess, is we should say, hey, Ukraine will defend you. But if you win, as he said, uh, we get half your country. Kind of incoherent, but that's what I gathered from that. Then just making an incorrect statement here. And I will save your jobs. We have the greatest job history of any president ever. I will create a true national trade policy like. And I so if he's referencing job growth because he's running against or right now he's in the primary, but, but then would run against uh, President Biden likely. He should recognize that's not a factual statement because Biden has had so much more job growth under his presidency than Trump did, but whatever, make things up. Then, okay, before we watch this one, I want to read it off of the, um, like actually as he said it, but whenever he says things because his voice is so Trumpy, you kind of forget how incoherent some of what he says is. So take a look at this. We have oil and gas, but we don't want the oil and gas cars, but we want everything including electric cars, but we also want gasoline because the cars go longer. One more time and then we'll watch him say it. We have oil and gas, but we don't want the oil and gas cars, but we want everything including electric cars, but we also want gasoline because the cars go longer. Now, I'm not reading the script of <laughs> a second grader. <laughs> this is a former president. We have oil and gas. But we don't want the oil and gas cars. But we want everything, including electric cars. But we also want gasoline because the cars go longer and they're preferred by many people. Mm. I mean, you have some of the greatest speakers in the history of America. And then you have Trump who just crushes all of them with his absolute <laughs> uh, stunning impactful speaking style 
Then he seems to be supporting something that Biden is pushing for. Challenge the governors of all 50 states, all nope. 50 states to join Spates. me in a great beautification campaign. We will rename our schools and boulevards, not after communists, but after great American patriots. We will get rid of bad and ugly buildings and return to the magnificent classical style of Western civilization. We will support baby boomers and we will support baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty I want a baby boom. So referencing a baby bonus, which sounds a whole lot like the child tax credit that Biden uh, had implemented and wants to make permanent unfortunately it is being obstructed and is not permanent at this point in time but it was something during the COVID era that was uh, very much beneficial and i do think there should be that increased child's tax credit excuse me um, there are my <laughs> word mess ups for parents it is so crucial and in a time when we would like to incentivize uh having children taking a little bit off of the economic burden would be absolutely wonderful. So he's not going to frame it as a compliment of a Biden policy, but he is definitely supporting it in effect. And he referenced infrastructure type stuff, which is funny because he, of course, talked all about infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure whenever he was running for president and while he was president and infrastructure was just going to be two weeks away. He was going to have a big, beautiful infrastructure bill. It never happened. Biden actually was able to get uh, a bipartisan infrastructure bill through a massive investment in American infrastructure. And then here is the results of the straw poll, the CPAC straw poll, showing the audience very much favors Trump in 2024. Choice. Who's going to be your choice in the straw poll ballot? This was you, over 2,000 of you. All right. There goes the technology. <laughs> the numbers kind of speak for themselves. 62 to 20 over Ron DeSantis. President Trump gets 62%. So there it is. As I mentioned earlier in the show, make sure to be subscribed to the YouTube channel. What I have for you next is so fascinating. Jesse Waters on Fox News seems to just admit and recognize the entire Republican lie, the entire Republican scam that's been going on where they do all these investigations, they pretend like all these issues that aren't issues are issues and get nothing out of it. It's not real. It's just a distraction from actual meaningful policy discussions that Democrats, um, while they are far from perfect, are actually putting forward solutions on. And Jesse Waters, whose whole job is to run cover for this exact behavior, seems to recognize, wait, nothing's actually happened. All these things they said they were going to prove they didn't. All these bombshells that they were supposed to bring forward haven't been brought forward. What's going on? Take a look at this. Where are the bombshells? Wait, let me start over. That first line's important. Where are the bombshells? Have the investigations even started? How about what did you know and when did you know it? It's a good question. Where are the smoking gun documents? 
My producers looked at the House schedule, and the House has only been in session for 22 days this year. They spent four days fighting over the Speaker, and so really they've only had 18 days of real work. In February, they worked eight days. Guys, I know that's a short month, but it's not that short. If their schedule holds up, this isn't even a part-time job. We're paying these guys almost $200,000, and they have a lighter schedule than Biden. We ran the numbers. Biden has worked more days than Congress. So what did we get so far? Well, all we've gotten was an investigation into George Santos's tall tales, right? Oh, and don't worry, the House Ethics Office is also working on figuring out if AOC may have broken a rule for that Met Gala dress. Yes, yes, yes. And maybe this is your moment. As I said about Brian Kilmeade when he realized that regulation could be necessary sometimes, you should have a little bit of a moment of introspection where you go, oh, maybe I'm running cover for, maybe I'm putting out propaganda for the party that uses investigations, uses these false stories, these fake stories of um, all these different conspiracy theories about what's going on with the left and the federal government being weaponized against conservatives and Twitter stealing the election from Trump and the FBI and all these different things to distract from the fact that their policy is not popular, the fact that their agenda is not actually directed towards benefiting the lives of Americans. Maybe Jesse Waters, now that you're realizing this, that it's all just been a bunch of talk and a bunch of distractions, you should change who you seem to, well, just be honest instead of being a propagandist, but you should stop being a propagandist for that very party. Yes, 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 because what he's pointing out there, and then we'll get to another clip, is... Um, the fact that the House Republicans who said all of this crazy stuff was going to be revealed whenever they took over the House Oversight Committee and they could investigate the Twitter um, files and how the FBI stole the election from Trump and all these different things. And it just hasn't happened. It's been humiliating for Republicans during these hearings, during these investigations as we've been covering. And so... Jesse Waters is annoyed because he wanted to be able to cover the big bombshells and they're just not there. But instead of begging them to find or more effectively make up bombshells, he should start being more honest and stop allowing them to trick people, to distract people with these fake bombshells. Take a look at another moment where he's talking to Stephen Miller. The fireworks now, but Jesse, I'm telling you, these two men, Comer and Jordan, are going to see this thing I through. I hope you're right, Miller, because I got my hopes up for the Benghazi situation. Remember, who was the guy that was supposed to investigate the investigators? Where did he go? What was his name again? He was supposed <laughs> to like find out all these where all the bodies were buried. I, I didn't get anything from him. I don't know, Miller. I don't the, know. I, the fire. Honestly, guys, I hope this gets more coverage than just me, but this is one of the most incredible moments on Fox News in a very long time because there he's realizing it. Now, he's not going to change his uh, tune. He's not going to actually likely change the types of stuff that he's saying on air because he gets paid a whole lot of money and he gets a whole audience for doing the dishonest things that he does. But he's realizing and he referenced past examples of this. The political stunts that the GOP does, especially this new House uh, Republican majority, 
it's just, it's uh, disingenuous. It's dishonest. Yes, 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 you're right, Jesse. But instead of, as I said, begging them to figure out a way to make a very uh, effective, dishonest political stunt happen or create out of thin air a bombshell that's not a real bombshell, he should be turning around and also looking within and recognizing how much dishonesty has come from the Republican Party in regard to investigations and hearings like this and from his own network. Turn around and look at your own network because this is what they do all day, Jesse. They talk about a whole bunch of nothing. At one point, the lower third said um, something about the investigations being a nothing burger. And it's so correct. And so is pretty much all that Fox News talks about. Because what do we get from Fox News? Legos have gone woke, Xbox has gone woke, 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 and Hunter Biden is the cause of all the world's problems, and Biden fell off of his bike or tripped up the stairs or whatever it might be. That's what we get. Oh, and also, by the way, woke. <laughs> because that is how you distract a population away from the fact that one of the political parties over the last many years just has not been putting forward legislation putting forward solutions talking about policy that would actually improve the lives of americans that's what's happening jesse you're right it's crazy now make a change in your life because of that make a change in your career because of that and speak out against the very lies that the republican party has been telling with these nothing burger investigations and also the lies that uh, networks like fox news have been telling. Wow, one more reminder to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make it happen, Captain. Thank you all so much for watching and listening to today's show. I will see you tomorrow.